Hello, everyone. I am back. Did you miss me? Hopefully, Dylan, Allen, and Brad handled things pretty well while I was gone, but I'm glad to be back on here to talk Orange County Soccer Club, and we're going to get things started right now. This is the Orange and Black Soccer Cast. Orange and Black Soccer Cast, the first and only podcast dedicated to Orange County Soccer Club, its fans, and supporters. Follow us on Twitter at OCSC underscore Soccer Cast or on Facebook at Orange and Black Soccer Cast. How's it going, Orange County? Welcome to another episode of the Orange and Black Soccer Cast, the first and only podcast dedicated to Orange County Soccer Club, its fans, and supporters. I'm your host, Ray Samora, and I'm going to take you through this beautiful journey tonight as we talk all things Orange County Soccer Club. Joining me as he does each and every episode, even when I'm not here, he takes the reins, uh, is Dylan from Caroline Coalition. Dylan, how are you doing after uh, handling the main hosting duties last week? I, that was that was really all Alan, um, so I'm, I'm all good. But I am going to take a moment to complain about the heat. And I will take the heat from everyone else uh, elsewhere in the country. It's hot, and I feel very bad for our guests tonight. <laughs> Definitely, and, and sorry, I didn't mean to th- to you know give less credit to Alan than was due. I know he was handling the production side of things. Which uh, before we went live, we were talking. It's it's not as easy as it looks sometimes, and I know I mess up all the time. But uh, Alan will tell you it's not the easiest thing. Alan in San Diego, how are you feeling now that you don't have to do all the production side of things? Great. That means the right videos are going to get played. So as far as that goes, uh, it's a step up from last week. But glad to have you back. Uh, we miss you a little bit as much as we say some more out. I think uh, this podcast would not feel the same without you here. So uh, I'm glad you're back to running things, choosing the right videos and making us look uh, actually like we know what we're doing. Hey, I'm, I'm going to always try my best to make it look like I like we know what we're doing. But uh, let's get things started right here. Um... Well, actually, I was going to bring on a guest, but I don't know if I see our guest still on the live stream here. So I'm going to hang tight really quick uh, while we wait to see if he makes his way back on. Um, but uh, let's let's I'm changing topics now because of this. Uh, and let's talk about the first match to discuss. Uh, oh, actually, I think we have our guest back here. Let's bring him on here really quick and see if this works. We're going to go ahead and bring him on. He's a midfielder for your Orange County Soccer Club. We're definitely going to ask him how he's dealing with the heat uh, in the USL and especially a game a few weeks back in Vegas. That's Miko Kuningas. Welcome to the Orange Black Soccer Cast, Miko. Hey, thank you. Thanks for having me. I had some technical this no. here, so now, now I can hear you. <laughs> awesome. You know, I'm glad we're, you were able to get that thing figured out. We appreciate whenever uh, any of the players uh, try and fix things instead of just giving up, which is really awesome. Um, I, I want to go straight to the question. Uh, you know, you came over from the Finnish league, which I, I believe is in a little bit colder part of the world than what we have some in this part of the world here in Southern California. You had a game recently in Las Vegas. Uh, kickoff was like over 100 degrees Fahrenheit. Uh, how has that been for you dealing with the uh, the crazy heat that you have playing in the summertime here in the USL? Uh, 
uh, first, that was brutal experience. Like I, I knew there was like, they, they told me like something like this kind of like the like circumstances can be really brutal sometimes. And I, I was like, yeah, I can deal with it. And, <laughs> but when, when, when we went first time there to Vegas, I was like, so, uh, surprised how did it really went? Like I've been describing that, like to my friends back in Finland, like when you step out of the bus and there's like somewhere from the bus, there's coming the warm, like really warm air, you know, fl flow some, some, somewhere from the bus. And I'd be like, it's the same feeling, but you just can't walk away from it. It's just like following you the same heat all the time. It's, it, it was, it was crazy, but uh, I'm glad we got the result there. Yeah. Yeah, no, that was pretty cool. And, and I, I it was one of the things I was asking the club if we could get a chance to speak with either yourself or Eero, just someone that has probably never dealt with that type of heat. I know, um, you know, the, it's it's a culture shock for a lot of people that have come over from colder parts of the world for that. Um, how have you transitioned here with Orange County? How is, uh, you know, it's now been a few months uh, that you've gotten here with the club. Uh, do you feel like your transition from, uh, European to American soccer has gone well, and uh, what do, what are some positives you've seen out of your time so far here in Orange County? Uh, first of all, it, it took a, it took a couple extra games to get used to it. Like I didn't know what what I was waiting for. I, I didn't know what what to expect from uh, like soccer here. Like, but uh, I was uh, yeah, it took a couple games to get to know people, get to used to it, like the playing style is a little bit different here. But uh like I, at the moment I think like uh, now I I'm I feel more more comfortable to play here. Yeah, one of the things that uh, I think fans have been excited uh, to see from you early on in the season is some of your set pieces when you're a little bit further back away from the goal. You've had some pretty nice set pieces uh with some deliveries into the box, I believe even um at uh, contributing to a goal or two with some of those set pieces. Uh, is that something that's always been part of your, your game or is that something that you've added to your, your game this season? Uh, I, I've been giving set pieces before, but I think I've been more, uh, what's the word, more effective this season. Like, uh, like we couldn't score a lot of goals in Finland from my set pieces. I don't know why. I think they were the same way than here, but maybe maybe they are uh, maybe they are defending better there. I don't know, <laughs> but <laughs> we have like we have uh, we have done a couple like nice goals from the set pieces this season, and I think we are strong strong in the set pieces, and uh, I I hope we can continue using them as a as a weapon this season. Oh, no, they've been definitely beautiful opportunities when we've seen those. That along with the long throw-ins that we've seen from players like Kevin Alston or Brent Richards, which is pretty cool. Um, and especially when you get in some of those smaller, compact baseball-type fields that we have in the USL, those become very strong weapons. Have you ever played on any fields in your career that are as small as some of those baseball stadium fields? I have. We, we used to call them like... Uh postcards you know really small fields like uh, and uh, uh it's been usually really tough games it's just like it's, it's something like that like you're gonna get one throw in and you're gonna score and you're gonna win the game and so that was the, like small fields hasn't been the first uh like experience or yeah yeah 
So I, I want to ask you to be honest with this next answer. Uh, you know, had you ever heard of Orange County Soccer Club before uh, being approached to join the team this season? Had, had you heard anything about this team uh, prior to joining them? Uh, no, I, I really didn't uh, know anything about like soccer or football here that that we are used to say. Like it was like soccer has been something I didn't know. <laughs> at all so I, I i was asking my friends i actually have like a couple guys there like from us in finland who who were like telling something about it but i think this like second tire here has changed a lot like in like like past few years so i think like they even they didn't know a lot about this and it's been a it's been a nice experience because i like i didn't expect like still like on the season last la last season i uh, i didn't know that i would be here like this season and uh it was quite funny how it went so fast that like for, in two weeks from the first phone calls i already signed a contract and i was like wow that happens so fast and i was like yeah i'm, I'm glad i that i joined the club here and uh, it's been a nice experience I'm going to hand it off to Dylan for a question here next. Yeah. Um, so, Miko, you came over with um, Patrick from the same club and Iro from the same country. And I believe the three of you are all represented by the same agent. So how how did that go down where all three of you ended up coming here? Uh, well, yeah, we played uh, in the same team with Patrick. And uh, Patrick told me, like, that he's been trying to find a club from here, like from US, like all the season, he was looking different options. Uh, and uh, he, he just told me like, if I want, uh, he can introduce my, my like, like me to his uh, agent and we can have a discuss, like if I want, like maybe he can find something. Like I was like, well, at this point, like in this, like it was already like, we were playing the last five games or something. I was like, yeah, actually, why not? Like, to if if he can get any like uh, opportunities to me from US, like, no, why no? Like, why not? And uh, <laughs> uh, Patrick was actually really mad because uh, uh, mad about it because he, he was trying really hard to get here. And uh, when <laughs> when we got the first phone call, it took like two weeks. To me to get here and he was like he, he tried to come here for uh, six months and now i came there and that happened like in two weeks and he was so mad about it but uh it's so nice that we are now he make teammates again here nice um and then other than that you've, you've played in a number of positions thus far this season for orange county and uh lately you've kind of played as an inverted winger so how in addition to adapting to a new place to live and a new, and a new place to play, how is it kind of featuring on the right and, and tucking in? Uh, I didn't feel that really tough because I've, I've been always quite versatile player that coaches has seen me playing for the team and like they can really um, take me to the like left side or right side or middle. Like I, I think like last season the only position I didn't play was the goalie. <laughs> like uh, there was like a couple moments I had to play like couple minutes in a game. I had to play as a center back last season, and uh, 
uh, I used to like I enjoyed more like right side, but it it like the okay the main main position is probably still that <laughs> central midfield, but like I I'm just like I'm gonna play there where I help the most the team, so like it doesn't really matter. But I I think like I can I can play in in uh, many different positions. Well, I, I can't wait to see you all over the place. <laughs> uh, so you mentioned. The, the heat and how shocking it was. What's easier, playing it when it's hot outside or playing in the snow? Because I'm sure you've had some experience doing that as well. Which one's easier? Oh, yeah, that's actually a good point because I've been saying I'm, I'm never going to complain about the heat anymore. But but I'm going to complain about cold weather. Now, now if it goes under the 20 degrees in Celsius in Finland, I'm going to complain. Well, even if that's a hot in Finland. Some, so you, you're now a Californian. When it, when it, <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> when it deviates between ten degrees, eighty degrees too hot, less than seventy too cold. So you'll fit, <laughs> you'll fit right in. Uh, so making a, a cross continental uh, change. What about Orange County? Like, is there something that you found that like reminds you of home? And then is there something that you miss? Like, so what kind of surprised you? Made you make a connection to Orange County and what's something that you miss from home? Uh, I think the biggest thing to me, what I miss is the city life. Like uh, in Finland, all the cities are really compact and you can just get your bike, take your bike and like go across the city in five or 10 minutes. That's like really basic, basic in Finland, a typical city in Finland. But uh, here, when I came here, I was like, wow, I actually bought the bike first first weeks and uh i was biking for 10 minutes and i i was like i'm still here like i i i first like in finland i thought like i i was looking from the map okay i'm gonna take bike and and just bike like straight to the beaches like there to the like to the coast and i was like wow that's not gonna happen <laughs> but uh yeah but I, I think like i love people here like there has been so many new friends, so so many nice people I have met. So I think that's the best thing here. And especially like we have a lot of games, but uh, well, of course, as a player, you enjoy playing. So it's been a nice. Yeah, you seem to play with a like an edge, but like a joyful edge. Like it seems like you are, are enjoying when things are going well, uh, but there's always that little bit of of really competitiveness where did that come from like finding that joy in being competitive mm, uh, maybe like i have always been very com like uh, i have two uh big brothers and i've been always trying to challenge them and maybe it's coming from there like i'm try always trying to beat them in any sport or even wrestling which is happening at the moment, like I, I, I can do it now, but that, yeah, uh, when I was younger, I couldn't do that. Uh, but uh, I think the competitive, uh, just like uh, the way of living is coming from there. And yeah, it's it's been like I, I hate losing. I, I love winning, and <laughs> that's like that's uh, yeah. So I, I really enjoy when everything is going well. But at the same point, I really have the feeling like I, I need to understand that like we need to all the time improve our game, improve our like how we play, even the 
like results are results are quite okay, but still we need to improve to get it there in the end of the season. Perfect. Um, now we just want to ask you a couple fun questions. We like to do this with all of the players that join us. Nothing really soccer related. Um, the one that I always tend to ask just because I'm a huge music uh, nerd is uh, what's uh, sort of your hype up song for a match or what's just something you like to listen to uh, when you're uh, working out or, or training? What's what's that song that go to either song or artist? Mm, I actually uh, there. Uh... There's a uh, one uh, artist here. This is a legendary Finnish rock and roll band that uh, rock and roll, punk, punk rock as a genre is like something I I I used to listen. I get the energy from there, and uh, that was like actually only one thing I knew from Orange County was social distortion when I when I came here. So I actually first <laughs> first time uh, like last game I heard fans chanting uh the one chant based on story of my life so i was really enjoying that there i'm <laughs> warming up and I, I really hope i'm gonna hear that yeah definitely more. you know awesome awesome to hear that uh you have that that connection here with orange county with social d um i'll have to just talk to you maybe after a match something you have to give me the name of of a band or two uh, of a Finnish rock band that I can, I like to listen to music from all over the world. So I want to definitely hear some of that. Um, one last quick thing I want to uh, do before I hand it off to Dylan for his question for you is we do have uh, someone listening on this uh, live stream that I guess their, their girlfriend was very excited uh, that you were going to be on the stream tonight. And they were asking if you can give a shout out to Carrie uh, before we let you go. So I'm going to hand it over to you. You want to give a shout out to Carrie? <laughs> shout out to Gary. That's that's uh that's uh yeah, I haven't I don't know what to say. Uh, so Kerry just say hi to Kerry. <laughs> uh, hi to Kerry, all the best <laughs> greetings from you. <laughs> awesome. Let me hand it over to Dylan for his uh, always fun question uh before we let you go. Yeah, um if you thought it was bad enough getting uh being requested to do a random shout out, um Miko, what is your favorite vegetable and how do you prepare it? Can it be any vegetable, like any type of vegetable? Whichever one is your favorite, yeah, as long as it's a vegetable. I would say sweet potato. And like, I, I would like to, uh, I like to make it in oven. So baked sweet potatoes, they are they're quite okay. Okay. Simple. It's a very underrated, very underrated uh, option. There is a baked sweet potato. I mean, here in America, pretty much sweet potatoes, th you throw marshmallows on top of it and all the, and cinnamon. And that's what you do with sweet potatoes or something. But, um, no, that's why we look is that like wrong? What we look like, and Miko looks like what Miko looks like. <laughs> I uh, we we use sweet potatoes in this household, like people use like russet potatoes and others. Like anytime we have mashed potatoes, it's mashed sweet potatoes. Like we just like substitute it. Last and last night we had some baked sweet potato, and I agree that is a very delicious addition to any meal. Take out the russet, substitute for sweet potato, and you've upgraded your dish. That's my guy. <laughs> What a what a uh, an offer there from Miko. Uh, Miko, we want to let you go. We don't want to take too much of your time, but before we let you go, do you have any last uh, message for the fans that will be heading out to the to the match this weekend when you guys take on Sacramento? 
Uh, yeah, let's let's build build something great this season together. And uh, like I said, I wish I'm gonna hear more social D chance chance maybe next weekend. And uh, uh, yeah, let's do it together. I'm I'm sure you know we've got members of Caroline Coalition listening to this. I'm sure you will get that request to hear most more social D uh, in the stands. And if not, Dylan's going to let them all know right now to make sure you guys, they have that on the, the rotation uh, uh, to hear quite often. So uh, once again, ladies and gentlemen, that's Miko Kaningas, the midfielder for your orange County soccer club. Miko, as always, whenever a player joins us, we're appreciative, but thank you so much for uh, taking some time and, and speaking to us and letting the fans learn a little bit more about you. Thank you for having me here. Perfect. Thank you so much. Um, you know, that was a pretty, pretty cool opportunity there with Miko on here. It's, it's awesome to hear that, uh, that connection there with social D social D is a pretty, a pretty good musical choice there. And, and I'm sure we're going to hear some of that. Dylan, you're going to make that happen. If, if, uh, Caroline coalition forgets, you're going to make sure they remember that this weekend, right? They're not going to forget. I'm going to be the one that's going to forget. So, um, we'll have to listen to some social D and, and get something going, but Hey, look who's here. I, I, and I think uh, I think this person that's right right here on the stream below me, um, I, I think he's planning on being out this weekend, so he can remind you to do the social D thing. Uh, if I'm correct, right, Brad? He's muted, of course. Pulling a Brad from the get go shows up fifteen minutes late. Yo, hello, boys. Uh, oh. Yes, I will be there. No, I will not remember anything about social D. Do you even know who Social D is, Brad? Not a clue, and I came too late to really figure that out. <laughs> oh, Social Distortion, the uh, the the great band from Orange County. Oh, okay. Uh, but yes. go on to your Spotify or your uh, Apple Music, whatever you use, and go bust out some Social D playlists right now because you need to you need to find out about that. I'm sure uh, if if Miko's still listening on the green room to hear what we're talking about, he's really mad at you right now, Brad, and he'll let you know. Uh, at the game on Saturday. I could see him in the green room and he has a big old smile. He's chuckling at you right now, Brad. <laughs> I, I, I wish I could bring him on right now just so he could uh, uh, roast you right now for not knowing who Social D was. Okay, I show up late <laughs> to one podcast and I get roasted to... I get roasted more than Alan's uh, sweet potatoes. Okay. <laughs> Perfect. Well, it's we'll rookie have to, hazing. When, yeah, when, when you come down, Brad, we're definitely going to let you hear some Social D and you'll have to do, you know, hear the chants from Caroline Coalition. Um you know, as much as we're having fun roasting Brad about not knowing who Social D is, we do have a lot to talk about in a short bit of time here. There's two matches that we have to quickly cover, and then there's a match we have to preview uh, in about 25 minutes or so. So let's get on to that. Um, first off, I'm going to hand it over to to Alan to just sort of go with this first one because I'm sure he's the happiest of the three of us, uh, of the four of us. Four. I got to learn how to count four. I got used to Brad not being here while we were talking to Miko that I forgot. Um, Alan, let's talk about San Diego. Uh, how happy are you after that disastrous match from Orange County against uh, San Diego? Um, I thought it was probably one of the most entertaining USL matches I've watched this season. Um, and not just from a San Diego perspective. I thought Orange County played well at times. Um, I, I think that um, they might have got... Orange County is probably a little bit lucky that San Diego didn't score earlier. Um, Charlie Adams uh, blocks the goal from Miguel Ibarra, which is his first touch in the six-yard box all season long. Um, 
I think this was uh, this was a tough one from Orange County because they didn't have tons of subs to sub in some fresh legs toward the end. And I really felt that had a huge impact on the way they were able to close out the match. Uh, the official um, was inconsistent and pest. Uh, I believe this yellow card that we're watching right now has been rescinded by the league. Um, but um, I, I thought uh, there was some good moments from Orange County. Like the save right here was phenomenal. Um, you know, I, I think that gets in most of the time. Uh, I, I think this is just kind of how Orange County and San Diego are going to play each other. Um, a, a tough, a tough match with, um, you know, that probably could have been a goal. Um, this could have been three to two. It could have been two to two very easily. Um, but I think overall a very entertaining match. I just think Orange County just didn't, doesn't have the depth right now to really see that game out and San Diego, really put the energy on toward the end of the match uh, was was um, give up a set piece gives you that um, momentum. They rode that momentum for a couple minutes to get the second goal on an unfortunate deflection. And that was for sure yellow. Um, and I think um, overall, like I said, a pretty entertaining game, unfortunate for Orange County that they weren't able to hold on to the lead. A beautiful assist uh, from, from Miko on this goal. Like, how he puts that ball in perfectly weighted, uh, really smart play. And overall an entertaining match. Um, you just can't let a team that's down a man get five shots on goal in the second half. Yes, definitely. That's that. I think that's the most frustrating part of this match. I'm going to go to you next, Dylan. Um, how frustrated are you that not only do we go up a goal with San Diego down a man, we then give up two goals to San Diego and set pieces play a big part of that. And, Lo and behold, oh, look, there's Alan right in the center of the screen on these highlights drumming away. Um, <laughs> Dylan, how frustrating is it that we concede? I, I, I feel like this is a multi-year issue with this club is set pieces. What What's going on, Dylan? Um, I'm, I'm not sure. Um, well, all right. This was a like a complete capitulation against San Diego, and it's not the first time that we've had uh, a man advantage and we've just decided to switch off for five, 10 minutes, and it's enough that we lose. Uh, we did it against Sacramento last year when Roro Lopez got sent off, um, and then just we're like, all right, we're done playing, and there were still 30 minutes left to go in that game, and uh, we all know how that one ended up. And this was kind of the same situation where dude switches off, get a little bit lazy defensively, and, I mean, we can watch replay after replay after replay here. Um, <laughs> I don't know if they're... They, like they're not communicating on the back line. Um, at one point, um, I could hear Richard Chaplow yelling at Michael Roscoe and Nathan Smith and Rob Kiernan to to figure it out and to work it out and calm down, um, start working together because I mean, after both goals they started having little goes at each other. Um, I I don't know I don't know what it is about the set piece thing. I I think in the past it's been more of a people switching off situation. I don't think that our set pieces are set up in a way that are so poor that they will result in a greater number or greater, ex greater expected number of goals from uh, opponents than they, than what is, what is real. It's just, it's just laziness. Um, but I shouldn't say it's laziness. Actually, I should say it's fatigue because at this point they'd played five matches in something like 16 days. 15 days so it's an insane amount of time and we really don't have any depth right now which is obvious and it's something we're going to talk about when we cover the next game as well 
Um, let me hand it over to you, Brad, really quick. Um, your your thoughts on this match? You know, coming in, I know you followed Orange County for the last couple seasons as you know from far away as a Reno fan, um, but I'm sure it can become frustrating, especially because. Uh, you know, Orange County sort of likes to share, you know, we have a former U.S. national team in defense. We have a former, uh, you know, top flight in the U.K. player in Rob Kiernan. You know, he played in the top in, in the Scottish Premier League. He's played in some um, top divisions in, in England. So you have two solid uh, center backs that were playing in this match. Um, how do you give up two goals in the matter of minutes when you're up a man on a set piece like that? And how frustrated are you watching that? I don't know if I'd say I'm frustrated. I would say that, you know, I'm kind of shocked more than anything. Um, You know, this is a team that's played some good defense over the course of the year. Um, You know, Alan said in our little group chat, it's been 400, over 430 or 420 minutes since Orange County conceded a goal before that point. Um, You know, so two goals in two minutes is surprising to say the least but really you know this is more to say good things about san diego they are a quality team that that we were memeing on at the beginning of the year but they have secretly been one of the better teams in the uh pacific division if not the whole entire usl and you know hats off to them for that a hundred percent deserved it uh they're playing really well but i think it's just it's going to be good to get people like Damus back this week. I don't know if he's going to be back for this Saturday's game, but the team looked gassed over the course of the last two games and they need that new rejuvenated, I guess the depth back, you know, injuries have been a huge thing. Depth of it has been a very big thing. So hopefully with that, with those people coming back, we can see and have a little bit of a, uh, a consistent gameplay again. Yeah, it's it's it, you know hats off to to San Diego. Definitely uh, a well deserved win, especially uh, able to get the two goals uh, while shorthanded. Uh, and props to the fans. I mean, you see how excited. I think listening to that broadcast, I think they were mentioning that San Diego loves to score on that side of the pitch in front of their fans. Um, why why wouldn't they love it? There's the, you know this amazing uh, drummer that's sitting right there in the middle of the stands drumming away. Uh, that what did uh, I think he trimmed his beard since that picture, um, that, that video. So uh, maybe people won't recognize him anymore. Um, so Orange County drops all three points in San Diego. The hope is coming back to RGV and reclaiming some points in that match. Uh, but unfortunately, doesn't quite go uh, the way any of us had planned, except for maybe. Uh, Jacob, who was on last week, uh, he's probably stoked about it. Uh, let's talk about that match. And I'm going to be honest. I did not watch a bit of the RGV match. Um, I was dealing with some, uh, personal stuff, uh, at that time. And I just wasn't in the mood to watch that, but I'm going to hand it off to Dylan to handle this part of, of the show as we talk about RGV. Oh, and really quick before we do that, I'm in a petition before we even talk about it. I'm in a petition right now. I think. I should get Jacob's real prediction and not the one that he faked for me. No, you can't do a fake. You can't do two that's, predictions. That's, you can't so do two far. predictions and, and, and just say, 
I'm going to give Ray just this this fake one, and I'm going to do keep the real one, right, Brad? You're on my side. I know you're on my side, Brad. I see it in your face. <sighs> I can't remember what he said. He said like a crazy prediction. He said four four to... for me, and then he said for him, he's going to say three two RGV winning. Well. On their podcast, which I was a part of last week, they do a crazy prediction. So I think the uh, the one that he said for himself was his crazy prediction, and the one that he said for you was his realistic prediction. So 4-4 four, four sounds like the right one to me. Uh, I thought you were on my side, Brad. I thought you were on my side. I'm going to remember this from each and every one of you. I I'd expect it out of this guy over here, Alan, because I screwed him over the very first one we did. But I've had each of your backs. Um, through all this, I'll remember Dylan and Brad. Um, go for it, Dylan. What what happened in RGV or in Orange County against RGV? Well, um, stop me if you've heard this one before, but Orange County started slow. Um, and uh, switching off defensively and, and two, two bad mistakes meant that this team lost. Um, this is another situation where we have no squad depth at the moment. And it's it's pretty apparent that guys are just too tired. Um, it was hot. It was pretty humid. That five o'clock kickoff, I figured wouldn't make too much of a difference, but it was it was pretty nasty. Um, and I felt felt pretty bad for the players. But I mean, as we're gonna about to see it in a minute, just Kobe Henry did not. To be honest with you, he he had a very bad game. Um, he got turned a number of times. We see a, an early mistake there in the second minute. RGV takes an early lead and, you know, Orange County on one hand has 88 minutes to make up all that time. On the other hand, already digging themselves out of a hole minutes into the match. Um, and then, you know, you're giving it up to like a 40-year-old to score as well, I believe. If I'm wrong on that one. Um, and then we generated some chances, but nothing nothing really threatening. Um, tried to counterattack pretty well. And it, it just seemed kind of disappointing. We couldn't get a lot of chances on target. And uh, the one that we just witnessed there from the free kick, uh, probably our best of the best of the game. I don't know what it is about playing RGB. Um, I don't know what it is about when Tyler Derrick is in goal with this team, but this is, I think, the third time. Um, I think in the last couple of years that Orange County has lost 2-0 to RGB. And just, yeah, another a, a really... Badly timed, badly judged tackle from uh, Kobe instead of running the guy out of bounds, and they get a, an easy pen, um, and it, it slots it away. And there's nothing Kopsky can do there. So, uh, positive notes from this match: Darwin Jones is back. Um, I imagine he'll probably feature come this weekend. That's that's mostly it. Yeah. <laughs> well, let me let me know. say this. I mean, yeah. Kobe Henry made some mistakes, but let's do remember he is, uh, what, 17 years old out there. Um, it, it's expected at this age that you're not going to be uh, the most composed and you're not going to make all the right decisions. Um, it's just one of those things where probably if you're not in the middle of a congested part of the season uh, and you're not trying to, you know, if you're not trying to give players the night off or, you know, because of that, you may see a, a quicker uh, pool from the, from the coach on that. Uh, so, um, difficult for him, but you know, we've seen a lot more positives for him in other matches. This is just one of those matches. Uh, hopefully it, it, as a youngster, he can just sort of look past and, and move past and it doesn't linger and, and it doesn't uh, stick in his head for too long. 
which I know for some young players that can become an issue as well. So hoping that that doesn't, that this match doesn't hinder uh, his uh, performances out there. Cause we know he's going to be needed uh, through the rest of this month and through the rest of the season as well. Um, Alan, did you get a chance to, to watch this match? Um, and if so, what were your thoughts? Uh, yes. I drove up from orange County, up to orange County to watch this one in person. Um, I, I think it, you know, Dylan nails it right on the head. I think it's just a lack of depth and um, just being tired. Um, you had essentially five guys on the bench against San Diego. Um, you're rolling um, some guys on a bench who probably aren't match fit yet. Um, so it looks like you have subs, but you really don't. Um, that's why Kobe Henry maybe isn't subbed on in the San Diego game because you need him for minutes in this RGV. This is just a really tough run of games for Orange County and RGV is for sure better than anyone thought they would be. Uh, we talked about that before uh, la- uh, the, the show last week. Uh, and ultimately this two game losing streak seems bad, but you look at the standings, you're essentially even with San Diego for uh, second place in the division. You're still squarely in the playoffs and now you get some time off. Uh, the schedule is going to ease up um, sooner or later you're going to get guys back. You're going to get guys fresh. Uh, and you're going to see Orange County play Orange County soccer again. I think it's just a rough patch. Uh, you got to keep pushing and believing uh, and bring that positivity every time and to support the players because I think they're giving their all. They're just running on fumes. And when you run on fumes against a team that isn't, uh, you can lose a match or you can drop points. I saw this happen with San Diego against Sacramento. Guys, just a hot afternoon. You're tired. Uh, you're just going to give up something because you're just not mentally focused, right? Like we've all been there on hot days where we just can't think straight, let alone trying to play 90 minutes of a professional game. So I think this looks bad on paper, uh, but once you kind of break down, not to make excuses, but there are reasons for dropping points, uh, but you're still square in charge of a second place playoff, a home playoff match. So in the great bigger picture, I think Orange County's fine. Uh, I think, um, these feel bad, um, but you know, I, I think Orange County can go on another unbeaten run um, very easily, and you're going to forget about these two games. Um, so, uh, hats off to RGV for figuring themselves out and, and putting together a really good quality team that's fun to watch, um, and uh, and good luck for them for the rest of the season. Uh, but Orange County, I think, is just. Let's ice ice ourselves up and pick ourselves up for the next battle. And then I'm going to give uh, Brad, I'm going to give you last thoughts on this match before we move on to the upcoming match against Sacramento. How can I sum it up better than uh, the other guys did? Um, You know, tough to watch game. You know, you could tell that it was exhausting for the players, players like, Markinen, who's not normally a 90-minute player, is walking at times kind of slow to get to the play. Um, you know, nobody's really able to get forward that game. Um, you know, a couple of opportunities were presented there, but unfortunately nothing really came out of it. So, you know, just chalk it up to uh, tired players. Hopefully fresher legs will, will remedy that in the future. But, yeah, I don't really have anything more to add on top of those two. Simple and sweet from uh, from Brad uh, there. Uh, really quick, I just wanted to to bring this up. Uh, you know, concerning because I know we've always been very big on 
The Pacific Division is really, really strong. Um, Harry, who listens to the show out there in San Antonio, shared a tweet. I don't know how um, exact the stats are on this, and it may be hard for you to see on the screen, but he did mention the Mountain Division is 11 wins, four losses, and four draws in the inter division uh, play while the Pacific has the worst uh, so far on that with only two wins, seven losses and five draws. Um, is that concerning at this point or is it still too early in the season? Uh, just quick from you, Dylan, let me, let me hear what you have to say on that. I mean, no, I, let's be realistic about this. Like Phoenix had to travel to Charleston in the middle of the summer to play them. That is a transcontinental flight. That's probably not the right word. Um, and then, Oh, they didn't go to Charleston. Did they, they went to uh Charlotte, Charlotte, whatever. They're all the same place. Oh, and Tampa both times. And they lost both times. Um, It's it's hard to to go and and, and do that. Um, And you look at teams that like San Diego went and played a red hot hot RGV at the beginning of the season. All these, usually what it means, you're you're leaving the same kind of conditions they normally play in. It's on top of the travel and other things. So no, it's not the the worst. Every away team gets a benefit coming into the Pacific. That's probably why. Also, Perfect. yeah, you're flying out the day before like a three-hour time change, so you, your whole schedule is messed up from that. Totally. Um, all right, let's move on. Let's talk about this upcoming match for Orange County. Uh, probably, if we looked back a week ago, not a super important match. You know, you'd be happy. You, of course, you want the win, but uh, you'd be happy knowing what the team is in uh, with maybe a draw. But at this point, I think it's now. Um, really you want to win to sort of end the slide here. Uh, Sacramento comes to town. Um, Sacramento's struggling this season. So, I mean, a winnable team, beatable team. Uh, but, you know, the way Orange County is struggling and the way they're dealing with uh, depth issues uh, and injuries and the whatnot, it's it's not as easy as it seems. Um, you know, is this Sacramento a, a, a match – a must win for orange County, Alan. Oh, and by the way, before you talk, Alan, orange County is going to make some money at this match. They will get some income from this match. I'm going to just say it right here, right now. They will make some money at this match. For those of you that have ever questioned how orange County makes money, they will make some money from ticket sales and from some concessions and from selling of merchandise at the stadium. Let just let it be known. Go Alan. Wow. Um, I, (laughs) I think I don't necessarily think this is a must-win match for Orange I shut County. Shut up, Alan. There, Alan was joking on his words there for a wow. moment. I saw Dylan, I was, Dylan like, was ready to crack up a little bit. Um, I had to go off. I was I was mad at that. Okay, go. That's fine. Um, I, I don't necessarily think this is a must-win. I don't think anything right now is necessarily must-win. Uh, Sacramento hasn't won a game in a long time until last week. Um, they're still a tough team to play, but. Um, Coach Cleadier after the match was talking about just the lack of pace that the team has currently. Um, Damas Ronaldo played, uh, I think, a full ninety for Haiti this weekend, um, but he, you know, he should be match fit and ready to go. Um, he didn't play all of the games Haiti played. He came in on a sub, I think, a couple of games and got a full start this last game. So he's going to be pretty good. Uh, Darwin Jones coming back is going to be great. I think you're, you're going to use that pace uh, to stretch defenses because that's what Orange County has been missing. And I think um, that Orange County can uh, re-figure out – I shouldn't say re-figure out – rediscover their uh, successful form now that they have some pace. Because uh, le- 
as much as Eero Markkinen has strengths, pace is definitely not one of them. And if you're missing pace on on the front line, it's going to be hard to win in this league. Um, so I think having uh, Ronaldo back, getting Darwin Jones healthy, I think those are some some strengths that you're going to bring to the table that will open up play for guys like uh, Miko and Weehan and Alaski to do their thing. Um, so I don't think it's a must win. Um, I think it's a must draw. Like get some points here. Um, I think a win is definitely uh, doable though. So um, the only thing, and I think Dylan was sort of questioning his, when, when we're thinking, will Ronaldo be back for this match um, coming off of the gold cup run? We got to remember orange County does have a match uh, a week from today on Tuesday. So they have a, a match this weekend and a match on Tuesday. Um, is it more, preferable that Ronaldo sits this weekend and plays on the Tuesday match in Vegas, or um, do you see Ronaldo playing on this one, Brad? Um, I don't know. Um, obviously he didn't get, he, he got plenty of minutes in the third game that uh, Haiti played, but in the prior games, he came on for 10, 20 minutes. I think he had a, a game where he played most of a half. Um, those are all minutes that, he had against quality competition uh, playing against the U S and Canada and Guadalupe. I don't know if you call them uh, quality though, but you know, he he's had some good minutes. Hopefully he's not tired from it because it, he didn't have to play like what four games in two weeks or whatever orange County played. So I don't know if you start him immediately. You might take him on from the bench. If uh, the games in hand are winnable, uh, definitely a player that you would put in that situation. Uh, but definitely should hopefully see him by Tuesday if he's back with the team already. Let's talk to you, Dylan. Um, we'll talk a little bit more about Ronaldo, but I mean, he played a full match and he was getting knocked around. I mean, he got taken out in two goal scoring opportunities, uh, uh against, uh, what, who is it? They played this weekend. I can't remember who it was, a Martinique, uh, and, um, you know, that takes a lot out of you as well. When not just the, the full 90 minutes, but getting knocked around and getting, uh, you know, taken out. Um, would you rather see him sit this match and play uh, Tuesday against Vegas? And, uh, you know, or is he needed for the Sacramento match? Is it, is it necessary to have him out there? Um, I don't think he's back in time for either of the matches. But... I can't count as there's too many games happening. So my math's probably wrong on that one, but no, I think you play him this weekend and you don't let him play on Tuesday because the pitch in Vegas is small. Um, so playing a long ball over the top is not going to do anything. And we should have figured this out by um, the first match we played in Tacoma and the match we've played in Vegas. Oh, okay. Apparently he'll be back on Monday. Uh, Alan has talked to Brandon Clutes here. Sooner than me, so um, yeah, I think you play him on Tuesday. Well, he's got the direct, he's got the direct line to break include here. Um, he's got him on speed dial, so we know Alan gets all the insider information. Now we know where yeah, to go for that insider info. They've got that soccer's connection. So excuse me, you, you play him on Saturday against um, Sacramento, and and he has enough pace, and he's clinical enough to really cause that side problems. And and then you rest him on Tuesday, and, and you let him take a little bit of a break. I I don't think that this game against Sacramento is a must win, but I do think you need to pick up a point um, just to keep things from falling apart in the dressing room. And then I also think this is a game where Orange County needs to rotate a lot of guys. This is probably a game where Kevin Olsen's going to play. We're probably going to see Darwin Jones come in. And, you know, if you have Darwin Jones, you don't necessarily need to play Ronaldo in the same match. 
And obviously, we need to hear a lot of social D so Brad can learn who that is and so that Nico can be excited on that match. Um, Any last thoughts from any of you before we go to our match predictions? That's the story of my life. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, Dylan's right. That that Vegas pitch. That Vegas pitch is narrow and short. Uh, It's about as narrow as San Diego, but it's shorter. Um, And so you don't need that speed. You can't really get in behind too often against Vegas. Uh, so I, I do, I do think that's a great shout by Dylan. Um, some, some of the, tw- the, 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 what are the words I'm looking for? The ins and outs of the USL is understanding pitch size because that does have a huge effect on uh, how you play the match. So a uh, good shout there. Again, again, just depends on DJ's uh, fitness level. So yeah. size does matter is what Alan is saying. I was there. about to say Vegas probably thinks size doesn't matter. Yeah, so. and we're about to learn that it is all about how you use it. So this it is, is how it. Where you dominate wow. possession and you just bomb crosses in the box. Well, there's a title for the episode, folks. Uh, <laughs> um, Sorry to people, children. And hey, we're not going to predict the. We're not going to predict. We're not going to preview that match because we're going to see if we can uh, put in or or do a, a quick. Uh, episode before that match next Tuesday, if we can make it work out for everyone's schedules, or maybe I'll just do it myself. Um, but uh, one positive, even before we get to that is 4th of July is gone. So we hopefully don't have to hear or watch an hour long uh, firework commercial at halftime where two guys are walking you through some warehouse of fireworks and explaining every single box of fireworks there in uh, over the hump in Pahrump. Um Let's do this score predictions then against Sacramento. Um, really quick before we do that, we got to go to our prediction score sheets uh, last week or last week, um, against San Diego, Alan got four points cause he predicted a San Diego victory. Uh, the rest of us all got three points cause we at least got one of those scores. Correct. Uh, against RGV, everyone got goose eggs. I, I still feel like I should get and and Jacob, if you are listening, I saw you listening earlier. If you're still listening, tell these guys that you really meant to give me the prediction of 3-2 for RGV and not that ridiculous 4-4 prediction. If you're still listening, throw it in the comments. If you put it on the comments, that counts. Um, So as of right now, heading into this match, unless that score does change for me, um, we do still have Dylan in the lead, and he's got a comfortable lead at this point with 48 points. Brad is in second with 31 points. So he's 17 points already behind Dylan on this. Uh, Alan... Alan has moved up to third place with uh, 27 points and I am uh, at 26 points. But again, that's pending. If, if we can get Jacob's approval to give me that three, two score, I'm going to take it. And I run the show. Hey, I run the show. If he says yes, then we're going to count it. Um, Let's do score predictions here. Remember orange County score first. um, And we're going to go in order. So Alan, you go first. Uh, Against Sacramento. This is a tough one. Um, Let's see. I think uh, Orange County uh, will score uh, a number of goals, and then Sacramento will also score a number of goals that are greater or equal to zero. Um, let's do uh, let's do two one Orange County. Perfect. Uh, what's what's your prediction, Brad? Well. I, I said just in case I were to miss this moment, uh, two to one, but I got to change it now because Alan likes to steal my predictions. Um, you know what? Let's go to Goose Egg. Uh, I've been to I've been to two Orange County games this year. Coincidentally, also two Sacramento games. This will be three of each. Um, 
And I haven't seen Sacramento win one of those games yet, so I'm going to say 2-0. Dylan, what's your prediction? Sorry, did you just predict in Orange County? Is he even allowed on the podcast? It's 2-1 Orange County. Is Brad allowed on the podcast ever predicting that Sacramento would win? I, w- I said Orange County would win 2-0. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Orange County score first. I didn't say 0-2. Right. The heat has melted my brain, so my apologies to everyone. <laughs> and get ready for the the bombs here on you, Dylan, for saying it's hot when you're not in Phoenix or Vegas or um, Texas or whatever. Yeah, what was I your prediction, Dylan? You said 2-1? Yeah, 2-1. And I pay for the Perfect. privilege to not live in those Here we places. go. You ready for my prediction, Dylan? Are you ready for it? Uh, let me guess. Can I Can I guess? Go for the guess. 5-0, Sacramento. My prediction, 5-0, Orange County. Yikes. 5-0, Orange County. Um, I, I Hey, I, I'm so far behind on this competition. I need to go crazy, and I need to go for some crazy score lines and hope that they happen. Um, so we're going to go for that. Um, let's talk really quick. We're, we're almost out of time, but I want to give, uh, I know we briefly talked about it, but let's talk about Ronaldo. He got some experience with Haiti in the gold cup. Um, the final match, although it is against Martinique, he played a, a key part to some goals for, for Haiti, um, looked decent, but also looked a little young out there. Uh, but how important is it to get this, uh, international experience for Ronaldo? Um, and, and how will it help him? for the remainder of the season. Just some quick thoughts on it. I'll go to you first, Dylan. Um, well, almost his entire team tested positive for COVID. So um, I'm not sure how much of a good experience he had, um, but it was he a got nice to play. break. Yeah, he got to play. Um, and, you know, hopefully he, he carries the confidence from representing his country uh, well and carries it back here to Orange County um, and, and continues on with his, frankly, incredible form. What about you, Alan? Um, do you think this uh, experience is a positive, not just for Ronaldo, maybe for this the rest of the season, but for his future? Um, or do we have to worry now that he's made this impression on the international stage where we might lose him sooner rather than later? Uh, I don't. I don't think necessarily. I think Gold Cup really is a um, is a good showpiece for USL players. I think there are quite a few. Um, you, you mean even Tyler Pasher for Canada. Um, you got some guys called up for the um, Jamaican national team. I, I think this um, is a good opportunity to show that USL is uh, really big in the development of not only American players, uh, but also um, for this, you know, the Caribbean countries um, to uh, draw some talent in and make USL a stronger and more international league. Uh, I'm going to borrow uh, some some ideas that we had when uh, San Diego played Cholos is when you play um, guys that kind of the next higher level, um, you can talk about it and you can coach about it, but there's a difference when you play it. And I think any experience you can get where you're playing guys that are probably that next level up is going to make you a better player um, playing against them, playing with them. I think, think just that, that experience, there's nothing that can replicate it. Uh, so anytime you can play on a stage like the Gold Cup, I know it's not Europa or whatever, but uh, it's a really good stage for USL players, especially younger players. And I think it's just going to do him um, a good service. Uh, and I think the more USL players that get exposed in the Gold Cup, I think it just will bring in more opportunities um, for guys who want to sign here and get some pro experience. You're pulling a Brad. Brad, I pulled a Brad. Um, 
I was going to say, uh, Andy, who is listening live on the stream, um, he had chimed in with the comments and said, hopefully pro referees, pro referees are the, the referees that uh, are, are at the USL matches. Hopefully uh, they're watching uh, and how he makes the runs and stays on side because, yeah, that happens a lot where he gets flagged. Uh, Brad, last thoughts on Ronaldo's experience in the Gold Cup before we wrap things up. Yeah, I agree with Andy. Um, seeing seeing players in the USL like uh, Flemings, like agreeing with Alan. Yeah, I said Alan. Did I you say Andy? Andy. Oh, sorry, I'm tired too. Um, but seeing <laughs> but seeing players like Damas play in the uh, Gold Cup and other competitions is only good for the game, uh, especially in the USL. You want to see more players. Uh, coming here to springboard their careers, especially those younger players. I don't know if that means we'll see Damis go away sooner, but he's a good player. And if he does get called up somewhere, then that's good for him. Yeah, looking forward to seeing him back uh, with Orange County. We definitely need his pace up top. And I'm, I'm actually looking forward to seeing how uh, the club can integrate uh, Ronaldo and Darwin Jones together um for some uh, attacking power and some pace up front uh really quick before we go to our random thoughts anything else anyone has to say soccer related or football you know for people like miko kuningas i will jump in and i'll say hey olympics have kicked off even though opening ceremonies are not for another what 48 to 72 hours olympics are are, are on the way uh, i was watching some japan versus australia softball a little bit earlier today and i i think Soccer kicks off at some point overnight. Uh, I believe they were advertising Great Britain versus Chile uh, at like 3.30 a.m. on the Pacific uh, time zone. Uh, excuse you there, Brad. Um, so, you know, some more sports. This is the time of year where there's a lot of sports, but it's weird because there's no fans. So, and, and there's this pandemic going on. And I, apparently it's impacting the Olympics. So it'll be interesting to see how that goes. I just want to throw that out there. So soccer fix though, we just, and you know, there, there's gold cup and now there's Olympic soccer that'll be happening. Plus the USL. Um, and a lot of European teams are starting their, uh, preseason, uh, fitness training and matches. So there's a lot of, a lot of soccer slash football to watch. Unless you're Arsenal and you cancel your preseason turn preseason games in Florida cause COVID <laughs> go Arsenal. Um, any other soccer related stuff before we, what? Yeah. That was a sarcastic ars uh, go Arsenal. Um, oh, I'm clicking that. <laughs> I'm not letting you, man. I'm I'm erasing that right away. Um, what do you guys got? Anything soccer related? All right, random thought time. Let's go to the person that joined the stream first tonight. And that's Alan in San Diego. Random thought. Oh, my random thought was going to be. Uh about the women's national team kicking off at 1.30 and good luck to those of you who are staying up or and or waking up early. Um, there's uh, coffee that you can probably use. I don't think Brad's going to make it to 1.30. He says no. Oh, he could do it. He could uh, do it. So uh, all of you Premier League fans who have been practicing, this is your waking up early Olympics to watch the women's national team kick off at 1.30 against Sweden. So good luck to those of you who are doing that, especially the folks who have to because it's their job. There's a, a neat a neat function that are on a lot of TVs these days, and it's called like DVR or like recording function or streaming on demand. So that might be an option for some people. If you haven't heard of it, go look it up. Um, Brad, or not Brad, Alan, no, uh, Dylan, 
I, I'm looking around. I'm trying to figure out everyone's name. Dylan, your random thought. Yeah, third time's the charm, right? Um, well, I, I, yeah, I, I mean, third name, I'm going to eventually get your name right out of the four. You could have said Andy like I did earlier. I could have, yeah. or I could have said my own name. Cameron. Yeah. Weird. Cameron. Cameron. Miko. Hey, Miko. Yeah, all right. <laughs> um, there was some some pretty bad... We confused him so much with these names that he's he's drawn a blank. Should I go to Brad first, and then we can no. come back to you, Dylan? No, man, I, I got it. Um, there was some pretty bad, or is some pretty bad flooding in Western Europe at the moment, and um, over in Japan, we've got some cardboard beds to to solve the climate crisis, <laughs> um, which is a really apt metaphor. A, apparently, it's been debunked that they are not like no sex beds because apparently there is a gymnast from ireland that jumped up and down on the bed to prove that oh yes a gymnast (laughs) hey man they're pretty stocky and flexible (laughs) Uh, no but i think it's it was a male gymnast by the way it's still flexible man i just wanted to make sure people don't go to take their minds the wrong way from what you were saying there dylan um anyway that was the whole segment about cardboard beds where have you been well, this podcast is now an hour and 20 minutes long, but um, yeah, be good to Mother Earth. It's hot here. It's hot everywhere else, too, and it's only going to get worse. So we should um, take care of the place we live in. Does Now, are we going to get in trouble because Dylan did not quote Nelly when he said it's hot in here? Nice. I just got to ask that. Uh, Brad, your, your random thought. Um, my random thought this week is uh, other than me being exhausted more than usual, uh, I'm going to be at the game on Saturday, guys. I'll be there. Come say hi to me. I enjoy yeah, seeing I'm, you guys. I'm not sure and... I will, actually. Okay. <laughs> there is a um, cure for exhaustion, and that's called sleep. Yeah. Tell me about it. I got I got eight and a half hours last night, and I'm still exhausted. Yeah, I know. We don't talk about it. It might be the coffee I drink today. Uh, anyways, I'm going to be at the game. Uh, very likely, I'm going to have my twin brother with me. So if you thought that one Brad was enough... Uh, Get ready to meet a second Brad. So is his name also Brad? No, his name's Eric. It'd be cool if his name was like Brad. Who's older? What if it's Bradley. I am. You are. So you'd be like Brad one and he could be Brad two. That would have been pretty cool. If that's what you want to do. But yeah, I will be. Yeah, Andy's surprised I have a twin. Yeah, no, my family's weird. We have two sets of twins in my family. You guys are learning so much about me today. This isn't even random thought. This is just random this information. Is, this is random thread. Uh, anyways, I'll so keep I'll cool. keep it short. I'll be at the game on Saturday. Um, and then I will be at the game in Vegas on Tuesday. So if you guys are bold enough to make a trip up on Tuesday or live in the Vegas area, I'll see you guys at that game too. Make sure you make sure you harass Brad at the OC game and say hi to him. Um, ask for his autograph. Let's see what he does with that. <laughs> beat him up uh my random thought uh i i was i already sort of mentioned it was talk uh you know i wanted to talk about ronaldo i wanted to talk about the olympics um and uh yeah that's that's about it um so we'll wrap things up here uh really quick alan where can people follow you on social medias andrew wood 40 in the twitter machines dylan uh you can whatever for reason you can find me at ocsc underscore dylan on twitter and brad uh, you can find me at Pal on the Sky on the Twitter machines, and you can follow my twin at Palonsk E, spelt similarly but with an E instead of Sky. 
Everyone start following his twin just for random follows uh, to, to, to ramp that up. Um, you can follow me at DJ Ray Samora or the podcast uh, at OCSC underscore soccer cast. You can also go to our website, OCSC podcast.com to uh, listen to each and every episode that we've ever put out. Because obviously if you've listened this far, you like to hear what we have to say and you want to listen to more. Um, I want to thank our guest tonight, Miko Kuningas, midfielder for Orange County Soccer Club, for joining us and sharing uh, his thoughts and also sharing with us the amazingness of baked sweet potatoes. Uh, and of course, uh, Dylan, Allen, Brad, thanks for, as always for, um, being on this journey with us. Uh, so for everyone, this is the orange and black soccer cast. And we are out. I got to play the music, huh? Oh, got it.